Listener Production. Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yes, here it is. Alex Dyson joining you alongside the man that the bookies have as the red hot favourite to take over from Emma Wiggle at the forefront (laughs) of one of Australia's most beloved children's entertainers, Mr. Matt O'Kine. I'll tell you what, I I could dead set... Sing every single Emma song. <laughs> I have listened. Well, I have absolutely rinsed those albums back to back, baby. Dude, you gotta shoot Anthony a little DM. Do the JoJo Insta slide <laughs> because this is the only way you're gonna be coming home with one of those children's arias, mate. Oh, the, uh, I know. Best, best children's release. That's uh, that's the way to do it. Do you man. know what they re- they announced the arias today? Gosh, you've just given me a really butterflies in my stomach. I hope we get a nom for Diver City. But no, look, I had to I had to share. I had to tell Sophia. I had to break the news to Sophia yesterday. Oh my god. You don't understand. I I was lying in bed 6:30 in the morning checking the news. Uh-oh. And Bell goes, "What?" And Sophia's playing with a little puzzle at the foot of the bed. And I just I I didn't want to say anything, so I just showed Bell the phone, and she goes, "Oh no." And then then Sophia goes, "What, dad? What?" And I go, then I had to say, oh, Emma's not going to be releasing any more songs anymore. You can still listen to her old ones, though. And she goes, oh, why not? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> these, these questions are complicated. <laughs> you don't understand. People get to a point in their lives. I want to do different things. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Well, um, we wish them the best. Absolutely. It could be that thing. You know, remember the when In Excess were looking for a lead singer and they did the reality TV show Rockstar? Maybe they'll, they'll do a big public search. So they've already got their, their replacement, 16-year-old Say Hi. Um, Sehi, Sehi, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, new faces of the Wiggles coming through. Very exciting stuff. And as, as I've told Sophia, you know, we can always listen to the, great, the greatest hits. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the classics don't go anywhere. Well, we do have a big show today, and you could be hearing a couple of tram dings in the background uh, and going, what the hell is going on? Well, Alex Dyson coming to you live from Comedy Republic in Melbourne, uh, doing the broadcast from here, because things are going down in Victoria, Matt. (laughs) I saw a few tweets, mate. They were getting spicy. I can't wait to hear about it. It's happening. Uh, We're also chatting to a young actor, Mitchell Hope, later on in the show. We've got a poll that's been dividing the nation right now as well, so we're going to get to the bottom of a very divisive topic. Let's get stuck in. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Ding, ding, ding. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. What's the last typo you made, Matt? When do you, when you accidentally say a typo to someone? Oh, here, hold on. I'm sure I'll be able to actually just get you an answer. <laughs> He's bringing it up. Just got to look for that little asterisk because I fix my typos. You do? Yeah. Well, that's that's handy. So you tell the person that you sent the typo to, I'm sorry, that was a typo. Yeah, Disregard just, that. Here's what I actually meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the little asterisk. Always fix it up. Why? Do you not do that? <laughs> well, I do that. I, I, I would have thought everyone did that, but... um. Here I am broadcasting from Comedy Republic because the Channel 9 News are in the other room interviewing Kyrie Wheatley, who I worked at Triple J with, and we worked at Triple J with, and then we started this um, comedy club in the middle of Melbourne, which got a bit of a muck around because Victoria, it's our sixth emergence um, after six lockdowns, mm. and the Premier tweeted, oh, look, I'll get the tweet up. I'll get the tweet up for you. <clears throat> 
bring forward the haircut and tell mum you'll be round for dinner. Lockdown will end at 11.59pm on Thursday. Five million Victorians have had a first dose and we're well ahead of where we thought we'd be, meaning we can make the change we promised in the roadmap and go further. Um, and tweeted a roadmap with it, Victoria's roadmap at 70%. And so... I mean, we've been we've been watching these press conferences for two years, so we know the drill. Yeah, you you were pretty excited after this uh, announcement. I, we we jumped on the you know meetings. Yep, it was good stuff. Pubs, clubs, and entertainment venues can open to twenty fully vaccinated people indoors. So we're like, sweet, twenty people. I mean, that's fourteen percent capacity. So it's not a real <laughs> money maker for the business. No. And it's, it continues in line with, yes, we've been open, we've been closed, but Comedy Republic's never been at 100% capacity across the venue, okay? There's always been 50% in theatres, four square metres, um, 75%. There's been full capacity in the theatre, but, you know, two square metres in the bar, which is still about half capacity for the bar. So for the last 20 months, we've been on that. So 20 people. All right, this this one, because we've had 35 people capacity, we've had a 50 people capacity, we've had a 75. What is it this time? We're starting at 20. 20, fine. 20 people, we're going to need to put on lots of shows, put eight shows up, okay? They sell out really quick. It's been so good, you know, people supporting it. They know it's fun shows. They come along all great. And then our COVID marshal was like going through, doing the due diligence, checking the website. It's like, I can't see entertainment anymore in here. I mean, it's pubs can have 20 people indoors, 50 outdoors. Cafes, yep. Restaurants, yep. Wait, pubs can? Entertainment's... Pubs can. Indoors. 20. Restaurants can. Restaurants Indoors. Can. Yep. Indoors. Entertainment. Cafes indoors. 10 people don't have to be vaccinated um, in the home. They advise it for sure, as do I. But um, that's available. They're, they're gearing up for 10,000 at the cup on, oh. the, on the 2nd of November. But our entertainment's are there. So we're looking for some clarification. Get none. Um until the press conference yesterday where Dan Andrews jumps up and says, I'm sorry, that was a typo. Oh, mate. But instead of sending us a text with a little asterisk saying, sorry, I meant see you in a sec, not see you in a sex. <laughs> sorry, I meant. He said, I just changed the website and expected it to. So we're going to cancel all these shows. Well, we weren't having that. We had Channel 7 news here. Whoa. Channel 9 News. Wow, the big ABC media. getting in touch. The, the media tycoon just coming in so here. if you were watching the uh, Channel 7 News last night, you would have seen me and Kyron walking out of the venue and I, I put up on the side, Comedy Republic is closed due to typo. Oh. Um, <laughs> on our little light box out the front. The word entertainment is a lot to type wrong. You know, like that's a big, yeah. Yeah, you'd think you'd realise you were writing it. By, mm. by the time you get to like ENT, like E-N-T-E, <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't need to write this word because it's not part of the program. I'm yeah, going to delete it. but it's, it. I mean, it's, it's the smallest issue that you could get, you know, and he's trying to make the point of, you know, you just got to wait eight, eight days. But we've been waiting 20 months and waiting eight days, we don't know what's going to happen in eight days when Victoria hits 80% vaccinations. Okay, whether it is four square metres, whether it's 150, it's... It's live entertainment and the music industry is like this, the theatre industry has consistently have these changing goalposts, you know, and when it comes to support, actions speak louder than words, but the Premier couldn't even get his words right. (laughs) And so we've, uh, yeah, we've really, really suffered on that regard. And as, you know, there's a Save Our Scene movement going, which is uh, signing a petition because 
it stops at four square metres and venues like the Corner Hotel, the Enmore Theatre, you know, they can't survive on these four square metres and at no point is there a date or an indication of a vaccination rate where they can plan to go, okay, we could be back at 100%. Because it's hard enough to run a venue at 100% in the arts industry (laughs) where you're selling tickets, whether it's to, you know, because the Arctic Monkeys have come to town or because you and your friends really like slam poetry and you want to put on a night to 20 people. So Comedy Republic is but one venue, whether it's jazz venues or, you know, live music or it is theatre or that's or cinemas even who can't even have 20 people mm. in them. A large 1,000-seat cinema unable to. And so it's, yeah. And you just think, I mean, Victoria's come in and out of lockdown more than anywhere. <laughs> You'd think that they'd be able to get an exit plan correct six tries into it. <laughs> You know, well, so uh, when so to just get up and say it as it was a typo, it was uh, pretty disappointing yesterday. Bit of a kick in the face. Well, look, when when, when does Tracy get the call? <sighs> she must be next. I feel. Surely. I feel Tracy Grimshaw. We're look. We're hoping to get a little bit of uh, clarity surrounding a bit more of a solid plan as to how the industry is going to be able to come out because they've got a roadmap for when the the financial support ends. I'm sure there's not a typo in that. Tell you what. But when it comes to actually letting us do what we do at 100% capacity, there's no roadmap for that. But I do feel we're going to have to have a conversation out this because if there is not an adequate response, I think you're absolutely right, Matt. we got to unleash the Grimshaw. <laughs> the Grimshaw <laughs> needs to be set upon these boneheads in Canberra and up on Spring You know Street. what? Just cut, like, shine the torch to the sky. <laughs> and it's like a little silhouette of a cameraman chasing. Of the big like hair. a dog. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the Grimshaw silhouette. <laughs> and just Daniel Andrews' knees will start a knocking. But then he'll be chased down the street. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. He's going to be shutting the fly screen door on the camera. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Just get it. No, leave me alone. No comment. Mm. So, look, it is one very small um, element of what has been a very massive pandemic and I am of the opinion that lives do come up, come before laughs. You know, it is very nice to come along and have a good chuckle at Comedy Republic when we're when it's safe to do so. And I'm, you know, proud of the way Australia has come together and made sure that our deaths have been absolutely minimised to the best of its ability. But it's sloppy. It's <laughs> sloppy and a lot of things, the vaccine rollout's been sloppy, the roadmaps have been sloppy. You just hope for better. And uh, look, let's see see how we go. Um, once once we do hit that 80%, maybe we can be back up and running and if you do feel like it, come on down and uh, have a laugh with us. Who are you? I'm Grimshaw. <laughs> this is All Day Breakfast. <laughs> Day breakfast. Mm, drippy. Well, Alex Dyson, when you got kids, you find yourself in the same loops over and over again. I don't just mean shoelace loops, which we yeah. haven't hit yet. I uh, haven't had to sort of try to explain to Sophia, you know, they all loop it up and then around and pull it through. I hope you don't do the double loop and then curl the loops. Someone tried to teach me that one time. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 we're still on Velcro, but no, I mean the same loops. Discussions about the future. Because you've got to get into these things very early these days. And in particular, I'm talking about skills. Righto. What bloody um, happy, clapping, new age, 
feel good, hands off, rando crap you get your <laughs> offspring into. No. <laughs> hey, look. Go on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not averse to exploring different methods of education. Okay, the system what could well. Kind the system's a little bit of dated. brainwashing cults. <laughs> Are you gonna barefoot be? <laughs> wandering around in the bush with? A, <laughs> just poking Bloody. at bugs, finger up your nose, not doing anything. <laughs> schooling. Are we thinking of doing? Hands off, creative. <laughs> no. Play you with need crayon. to be giving Sophia discipline. <laughs> All right? At the, she at the, the best. At the bloody schools, at the country, <laughs> Books on the head. Posture. <laughs> you know, killing kids these days. They're bloody teaching the teachers. Unbelievable. Anyway, go on, mate. <laughs> Look, it didn't go down that far. <laughs> um, so, look, the discussion was public versus private. Now, Alex Dyson, you don't have kids. No. But I'm sure you and your partner, as you go along, you know, it's one of the things that you just you just riff on, isn't it, sometimes? Well, it's, you talk people, you meet people in life and sometimes you get along with them. Other times you're like, oh, what an absolute prat. And, yeah, it's great going through the future and, you know, make friends with lots of people from a public school and you, you meet some absolute turkeys <laughs> who had some of the most expensive... <laughs> Educations <laughs> known to known to humanity, right? So there's, I mean, there's there's a whole so, bunch of different types. But it's also vice versa, isn't it? Well, there's the religion factor. Religion factor. True. You know, a lot of private schools dictated by religion. You know, so mm. do do you want to adhere to a certain religious standpoint just to go to a good school? That's up to you. Um, there's the price. And Some of had these lots of positive press over the years. <laughs> so that's. That's well, good I tell stuff. you what, I have always been. I tell you what, they don't tell you about the allegations when you're looking at the bloody prospectus. <laughs> no, look, look, let's be real here. A lot of good things about private schools, well, because I've always thought, you know, because I'll be straight up, never went to a private school, but I, but I was in, you know, the competition with the private school at Brisbane State High, GPS school, all the other mm. schools, and a lot of my other friends went to private schools. Yep. And you know, I always thought, no, and stop I've them. funded many private schools with my taxpayers' money. So I've got an interest in their success, you know. I've got so a real interest in their success. I feel like you've got a real you've got a real standpoint on this. I didn't well, realise this would trigger you so much. the mean streets are warnable, mate. <laughs> oh, I've got no time for private schools down there, brother. No, 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 no. What, no. Is, what is Ian Dyson? They breed them tough schools. He, at Warnable College. He thought, he thought, you know, Warnable College was good enough, to, good, good to send you? Well, I got to choose wherever I, wherever I went to. Um, my dad tried to get me to go to the other... Um, state school, high school in Warrnambool um, mm. because uh, he, he thought it was, I was a little bit better. He's like, oh, you should maybe go there. And I'm like, oh, my friends are going to Warrnambool College. I'm like, it's closer to home. I might go there. And then by the end of the year 12, he was trying to get my sister who did end up going to that school out oh. because they had things like the two brick rule. Boys and girls had to stay two bricks away from You're each kidding. other. They had the one-way corridors, which I think I told you about one time. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, and look, so that's they funny. were trying to be a private school while being a public school didn't work. You got to, you got to stay true to your heart. Look, you do, but then also, you, you, I mean, as you get older, you do get accustomed to nice things sometimes. <laughs> you know, you're telling me about our kinds accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I played on the Brisbane State High School, you know, oval. And I'll be damned if some of those kids at Brisbane Boys Grammar got the bloody 
thigh grazers that I got <laughs> diving to save some of those soccer balls. I was absolutely carved up by some well, of the absolute chop that was on our oval. That's what makes you, you know, a, a resilience adult, isn't it? When you're playing soccer on gravel, no. you know, you're going to grow up. And you're going to have a bit of, bit of fight in you. Well, look, well, look, I, you know, I'm willing to stay open because it, also then when you do have a kid, you start thinking, wait, why am I, why don't I just protect them heaps? Why mm. don't I give them an incredibly privileged upbringing so that they can get an immediately better job at that law firm or finance broker workplace, mm. suddenly become extremely rich beyond their own natural <laughs> capabilities and just they can take care of you and live a better old, life. Old like age. it's like, what is the point of this? What's the point of the grind? That's the whole. Like it, so, then you think, well, of yeah. course, I'd, I'm gonna, I could do this. Yeah, I mean, if if nepotism's an option to you, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. that's what you go for. So but we did ask you. It's an interesting debate in Australia, like in all seriousness, public versus private. So um, we did throw it out there. Which is better? Which one do you like? Which one did you have? What were the pros and cons? And uh, plenty of people got in touch on the Matt.and.alex Instagram. Andy says, all of my older brothers went to a private school and I went to a public school. I finished year 12. They did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's pretty good. I mean, it, it doesn't say whether it's because public school was a lot easier and they're like, yeah, yeah, just get them through. The little thing of the private school had standards. Well, that's it. Uh, and you were all equally terrible. There's but, more discipline, uh, I think, at times. You know, there is a bit more force. I mean, I wagged so much school growing up. I mean, you know, our school could barely afford gates. No. So, of course, you could just walk out, you know? Um, Julia said public schools have real world people. Absolutely right, Julia. Good stuff. Tori, I went to a private school. I feel like I got the censored version of school <laughs> and it didn't oh, wow. prepare me for life. Wow. <laughs> that is a very interesting review. That's pretty good. You do need the, the real school. I remember talking to a friend who went to a very public school in a town of 2,000 people and um, they'd set up the year nine lockers, kept getting thefts from them. And so they put it in an area where you could sort of cage off each end during lunchtime and every you could swing mm. the gates back and so things didn't get stolen but that just led the, the boys in year nine while the cages were open shut them everyone inside and have a cage match fight with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> See, look this ties into what Matt, Matt says Matt Matty Harris says having both genders at a school teaches much better balanced social skills for life I think that yep. the gender having gender or, or non-binary people all in the same place I believe I think, you know, I think it does, but maybe it doesn't. Yep. If you disagree, get in touch at matt.n.alex. Cameron, private schools are for nerds. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Cameron went to a public school or not. Yeah, that is did Cameron say when he went through if he was a self-described nerd? And Lily said public schools are better because the kids were allowed outside the grounds to get Maccas during lunchtime. <laughs> um, I did go out with a girl one time who went to a, got a scholarship, went to a high school, which was, I think, described as the princess factory is what that's, oh, the school was called. Right. <laughs> Colloquially around uh, around the traps. And yeah, if you weren't wearing your boating hats outside of school, and I think she was a prefect and she got people in trouble for not wearing their hats if they were at the train station, they didn't have them on or like socks pulled up and stuff well, like look, that. And look, it's, uh, whew. We have, this is this feels like it's been, look, I'll admit we're both stateies, okay? We're both your public schoolies, kids. So just... It, maybe we need a bit more balance. So team private, please get in touch with us. But if, if you've got any opinion, either one, 
please get in touch at matt.and.alex. I smell toast. Well, Alex Tyson, our friend Greta Thunberg, Mm. she may be at the forefront of climate change advocacy. Yep. Lobbying to make a difference. She's had some pretty serious conversations over the years. World leaders, United Nations. Tell you what, she ruffled Donald Trump's feathers, didn't she? How dare you? How dare you? To the world leaders for their bloody pussyfooting around when it comes to saving the planet. No, she's not afraid to tell us what's what and and I respect that a lot. What I don't respect... (laughs) (laughs) Alex Dyson... (laughs) ..is being pranked (laughs) in the cruelest of ways. (laughs) Did you get got by Greta? Get got by Greta? I have got... Got. <laughs> so picture this, right? <laughs> Greta Thunberg. She's you launched just another a, victim here. <laughs> she's launched a global series of uh, concerts highlighting climate change and uh, she took to the stage in Stockholm, okay, um, along with another artist, Fridays for Futures, uh, Andreas Magnusson, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, she was just chatting, you know, Launching the the series of the the shows that are going to be happening around the world, and suddenly this happens. We are no strangers to love. She's done it. <laughs> She's Madam done God. it. Up with the Rick Astley. She Rick rolls. Right in the kisser. Rick rolling the world. <laughs> Using her platform <laughs> to embarrass. <laughs> Good on to her. Scam us. Look, just because you are waging a campaign against some of the most powerful and influential and financially, you know... Dominant mm, people in the world. Financially dominant people in the world. The vested interests of this planet does not mean that you can't give them a little tricky Ricky every now and again. (laughs) Well, that's it. Where was the Nikki? The only thing I'm disappointed about is that Rick is a little bit old hat. If Greta had listened to All Day Breakfast, she would have obviously known that Rick Rowling is is done its dash. You know, once Rick got involved himself, you know, that's a natural conclusion to the role. Um, should certainly had given, because that's the youth as well, getting little Nikki Webster, um, Australia's sweetheart, uh, giving them a little bit of a strawberry kisses. I feel that that would have been a more appropriate prank for people, the Tricky Nikki. Absolutely, Greta. Look, Tricky Nikki, we're talking about strawberries. Very natural, <laughs> grown from the ground. All right, yep. okay. But, uh, and kisses, very lovely. All right. <laughs> Rick Astley is literally saying what all of these um, <laughs> awful, you know, power hungry companies are, are thinking. Never going to give you up. They're talking about fossil fuels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here's you dancing. They're talking. They're saying, no, we're not going to give them up. 
not going to let you down. Well, they have. <laughs> They've let us down. They've let the world down. Never going to ever going to hurt you. All right, tell that to the parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere, right? Yeah. Cancers everywhere. Um, never going to say goodbye. You know what we are to the bloody planet. <laughs> Never going to make you cry. I'll be crying once. Well, yeah, my, as my the buddy. water rises up above my, you know, <laughs> neck. Yeah, tears will be going up because the water will be going over the eyeballs when that's happening. Desert you? No, it's pronounced desert because that's what this world will be. So Anyway, let this be a warning, you, Greta, okay? Never, never again will we be fooled. One big desert. I'm going to desert you. That's what they're doing. Unbelievable. Well, our next guest on All Day Breakfast uh, is an actor who was born and raised in Melbourne but moved all the way over to Hollywood uh, seven years ago and instantly shot to stardom as part of the uh, Disney film series Descendants. Uh, and he came back, thankfully, last year for his first local feature film. It's a film called Love You Like That. And uh, he is the one and only Mitchell Hope. Welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. How are you? Oh, good, thanks, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. Not a I'm problem. Really... I mean, that, that described the blow-up quite incredibly to the point, I think, I'm almost household name, Mitchell. Would you consider, would, would your name be used around households? Is that... Is that where we're, no. the point we're getting to yet? <laughs> Is it maybe my, my mom's household? Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, and by the way, if you guys want any Descendants DVDs, she's selling them out of the back of her uh, the garage. <laughs> oh yeah, don't I don't joke. I mean, uh, maybe if, if you give them a scribble, then uh, I can maybe take a photo of them and sell them as an uh, NFT. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the oh, internet. Yes. That's it. Well, that's. I mean, parents are great like that when they pick up. You know, they're so proud, and it doesn't matter. You know. Whether it's your first job, your first time out of home, your first house, your first movie franchise, for your, in your case exactly. of yourself, Mitchell, can you tell us some stories of your mum, like, I don't know, bragging to her friends, you know, name dropping sort of things in areas? What's, what's your mum been like now that this um, acting career is going so well? It's good. They, uh, they, they released uh, for Descendants 1, they had like a, a, a doll, like a, they had like, a, like a, a doll. It was like a, effectively a brat doll. And it kind of, and it kind of looked like me. It looked a lot more like Anne Hathaway. But it says, you know, <laughs> it had like my name and face on the box and everything. And she's like, when you go into into my mom's place, like it's it's one of the first things you see is this weird voodoo like Anne Hathaway doll, you, you know. <laughs> Just reminding her of you, which is not. I mean, that's the pride sweet. of joy. That's sweet. Yeah, exactly. But the best one I think is um from from my grandma who's li- who lives in Kerrang. You know, my mom's from like uh, from Kerrang, Northern Victoria. And she, um, there was a, she made sure there was an ad in like the Kerrang local paper and she took it around to like, you know, every, I'm not sure how many businesses there are in Kerrang, but took it around to every single one. And they're like, yeah, no, we've got the, the local paper. The other day she's got it like framed up at a, like framed up in her wall. She, she tried to, she tried to video call me the other day, my nan, she's like 75 years old and it's just brilliant, you know, it's just fantastic. <laughs> and <laughs> I, love, like, I love that that's the pinnacle as well because I'm sure you've been on billboards in LA, Mitchell, yeah. but that local Kerrang tabloid, that's, that's the one it, she's man. the most proud of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So look, Mitchell, you did come home last year to, uh, to film Love You Like That uh, and it's an Australian mm-hmm. movie 
I was really excited to see that it stars a lot of local faces as well, in particular Steph Tisdall, who's, who uh, is a comedian uh, who's been working the scene now, one of Australia's brightest Indigenous stars on the blow-up at the moment. Um, was it mm. fun coming home, making a film? Yeah, Dead Set, yeah. It was, it was so much fun, man. It was really, really good. It was, it was good to be back in Australia. Um, one of the things that was really nice is I kind of used my natural accent. That was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> making Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> It was. It felt so much like a. I was able to be a little bit fresh, a little bit more, um, uh, like improvise a little bit, especially with Steph. Like Steph is, Steph just goes off. Like you give her kind of a, the director, um, Eric was like, you know, have some freedom to say this. And so a lot of the lines that she, all, the jokes that she says in the film, I just heard like throwing stuff out and improvising. And so it's like all, a lot of my scenes are opposite her. And sometimes it's just, it's difficult to keep up. She's just throwing random things, and she's like deliberately trying to like break me. And there's a few scenes where like I'm I'm trying to be real serious, and I'm like, all right, let's you know calm down for this, you know, ground myself. And she's just throwing like the most some sometimes like very funny stuff, and then when she couldn't break me, she'd just get like real vulgar and just try and piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I was just like, and it's because uh, we um we actually we we lived together during the filming. Steph and uh, Alira, who plays the the lead um the lead actress as well, all three of us lived in a big house um near Cronulla where we filmed it, and we ended up like doing that filming and then coming back home and like you know sitting together. And, you know, like, uh, she, Steph had, like, a piano and had my guitar, and we would always just kind of, like, jam. But half of the time, I'd say 90% of the time was us just, like, pissing ourselves laughing to Steph <laughs> telling stories. Steph would just tell story after story, spin yarns, and it was just brilliant. Oh, she's, amazing. She's, it's reflected in your on-screen chemistry in Love You Like That. It's so, so great. But if you're a bit of a guitar player yourself, Mitchell, what, um, what, on, what areas? Are we, are we in the sort of singer-songwriter, sort of John Mayer direction no, or are you no. going the Kurt Cobain shredding kind of direction? Uh, I'm, I'm going the direction of uh, quietly in my own home that I... I, I Wish I didn't tell a podcast about. Oh, I think I can see <laughs> the guitar yeah, yeah. right there I behind feel. you, next to the guitar, yes. leaning on the couch. <laughs> no, Don't man, cover no, up no. Anyway, here's Wonderwall and start entertaining <laughs> us, and we'll just have to start wrapping you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's enough for today. <laughs> oh man, that's. Oh, I would really love to. What is the go-to Mitchell Hope's track? What do you What do you pull the, out the, of the party? The, the go-to track. Oh. Joy, man! If I if I pulled out the guitar at a, uh, the party, my friends would, I think, slap me, slap me, and like, yeah, there's been enough of that. There's yeah. nothing like good Aussie mates to just pull you straight back down to earth, hey? Is that what it's exactly? Like? <laughs> exactly, man. There were a couple of times when I, I remember like coming back from the US, like after doing my first big big film, was and it must have been like a little comment I made. I'm in like 19, coming back, and I reckon my my head was up in the air. I was feeling like a you know like a top dog. And then, you know, my buddies are, like, I've, you know, had these mates for years, were the first ones to just, like, kind of slap <laughs> me around and, like, <laughs> real, like, man, I, I got back from, um, uh, I went over to LA one time and I got back and I was, like, uh, seeing my buddies for the first time. And all my friends, they're, like, um, you know, cabinet makers, a uh, cook, you know, and other guys, you know, like, uh, Sparky. And I come back and I was like, you know, guys, I went to this audition. I got to, a, you know, work for a couple of days with this big director and I was so, so excited. It was a really big thing. And my buddy Matt's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry took the kitchen all by himself on Friday night as well. So, you know, it was a big <laughs> night for all of us. 
<laughs> that's it. The cabinet doesn't make itself. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mitchell home. That's that's the one. And I bet as soon as you say something like that, my like even when you said my buddies, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, buddies, who are you, yeah. man? You, you're like somewhere." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, and, uh, Abraham Lincoln. I didn't realise you're all bloody American all of a sudden. Just I didn't have you. a director there to direct me how to make the kitchen. I bloody did it myself. Thank you very much. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, Mitchell Hope, look, thank you so much for chatting to All Day Breakfast today. Love You Like That is the name of the film. It's the first Australian feature to be released in Sydney cinemas after the restrictions easing, so a great excuse to go out and uh, check it out. We appreciate you uh, joining us and we'll be round to your place soon for a little acoustic performance from <laughs> Mitchell Hope. That'll be beautiful, man. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See you soon. Well, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thanks so much to Mitchell Hope for being an absolute legend and joining us on today's show. Also, let us know about your, your schooling preferences at Matt.n.alex <laughs> as always. Shout out to Greta Thunberg for Rick Rolling an entire world and Alex Dyson, fingers crossed we get a bit of a clearer roadmap heading into the future. Uh, I want I want a proper roadmap. I want X mark in the spot where everything's open. And, I, and look, Daniel Andrews, I hope you're listening to this. I want it stained with coffee and I want the edges burnt, okay? <laughs> I would like an authentic map with no typos. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, hey, keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex. Also head to mattandalex.com.au to be a part of our bomb squad. There's still a few... Spots left to uh, come and be a part of the shenanigans on the road. Speaking of maps, um, driving around with our heads on your wheels. So <laughs> get to that heads on your bonnet. We're right no, we don't have the hubcap sticker just yet. That's that's for Bomb Squad Mark Two. Hope you have a good one. We'll be around tomorrow. We'll catch you then. Bye bye. Bye. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.